evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, we're going to be recapping a loss, but I think it, it was probably one of the better losses that they've had this year, which sounds funny, considering the number of losses they've had. Uh, and we're going to preview this weekend's game against uh, the arch-rival of the New York Red Bulls, the Rochester Rhinos. Joining me tonight... As always, we've got Bill T and J. Bill Toomey of Bill Toomey Photography. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing good, Joe. I'm actually uh, not too disappointed, like you said, in this weekend's past game. So, doing good. Yeah, I mean, it, it also helps that the Red Bulls won. Uh, we're just demolishing Montreal <laughs> at yes. the same time. It was like, <laughs> ah, I can't get too bad because of how good this is. Uh but yeah, no, no, one of the better losses for sure. We'll get into it. Um, and everyone's favorite troll, troll doll, I think I called you that last week or the week before, Anthony Merced of NYC Soccer World. How are you doing, Anthony? I didn't interrupt you in the intro today. I know. that That's, it. you know, it's progress. Yeah, small steps. <laughs> Something I wish this team was doing. <laughs> I would, uh, arguably, they are making small steps. Um, it's taken them, what, you know, 20 games to kind of start to figure themselves out so, also like the senior team maybe they are finally like so lockstep with the senior team that they they have now decided that from uh the midsummer point onwards they're going to be lights out uh they figured out who they are and now's the time for them to start getting results the only difference is the teams underneath the mls side don't have like four games in hand yeah there there is that um before we jump into everything else that's, that's happened, uh, Tyler Adams is playing in the uh, the homegrown game tonight, which I believe is a Chipotle game, right? Isn't that the sponsor? Is it still the Chipotle? I don't uh, know. I feel like it should they're, be. They're all wearing Target jerseys. Oh. Or is that for is tomorrow? The Target? I think Target's the sponsor for the All-Star game, right? Okay. Oh, the homegrown game presented by Energizer, which is oh, kind, kind of perfect for this. So Tyler Adams had an assist. Uh, and Derek Etienne is kind of killing it out there right now. So, uh, good on you. Two former Red Bull 2 players that are really seizing their opportunities in MLS this year. Uh, Etienne, over the last two weeks, had uh, two very nice assists to Daniel Royer in garbage time. Uh, <laughs> uh, where <Gosh>. Royer <laughs> used black magic on the goalkeepers <laughs> to stop them from, uh, from shutting him down. I don't know what his deal is, but these, like late game near post shots somehow magically pass through the goalkeepers who were in place to stop them yeah <laughs> uh a royer fire Nor- norwegian magic is that like saying a roaring fire a roar fire <laughs> you got gauze in your Jeez. mouth or something okay um before everyone rolls their eyes out of their heads let's talk about Louisville City. Now, yes, the Red Bulls lost this game 2-1. to one. Um, They gave up the first goal. Uh, looked Even giving up the goal, they still looked good through the opening half. Uh, they controlled a lot of the play in the midfield. Um, I thought the pairing of um, Najem and Tenari were once again very good at kind of forcing Louisville out wide. Uh, breaking up anything that was in their way. Maybe not the greatest of possession compared to, you know, when we've seen Basulovic out there. But uh, certainly a, a lot more energy, I think. Um, obviously, they were without uh, Bezicourt, 
uh, Basulovich, Derek Etienne, um, Dan Metzger, I believe, was also uh, with the senior team. And even with all that, I think they largely passed the eye test. And, you know, the questions that we were talking about last week of, you know, is this them turning a corner? Uh, I think they, they largely answered yes, even though they, they did not win this game. I think Louisville City is just uh, that good a team uh, that they were able to find a way. But, you know, the other bright spot, you've got Stefano Bonomo scoring a goal, uh, his first mm-hmm. goal of the year in his first start of the year. So good on him. And, uh, you know, I think defensively, they, they look good. You had those set-piece issues. Evan Loro sort of gifted the goal. Uh, that, that was the winner for Louisville. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe that's not the greatest thing, but I think overall the rest of the team looked very good. And, well, we'll get we'll get into to Laura in a little bit, but I just was wondering what you thought, Anthony. I think that you're conflating the way they play with what Louisville allows has allowed other teams to do all year. Everyone has looked good in the midfield against Louisville. They concede those areas. They don't let they don't mind if teams look good in those areas and then they attack on the counter. So I don't necessarily believe the Red Bulls looked that good because Louisville just allowed them to have those areas because they didn't. Yeah, I would, I would argue back against that uh, just on the basis of how they looked when they played at MSU. There wasn't a, a section of the field that the Red Bulls really won in that game. I think that Louisville was all over them from the opening whistle. Um, and in this game, that was a different Louisville though. That that was that was back. You know, you're talking really early in the season when no one. Every year in the USL, the first few weeks, um, I believe that was week was it week five or four when that game happened. No, um, I think that was much more recent than that. But keep going. Was it? I think so. Anyway, um, it it I, I just I didn't see it. I saw a Louisville team that never really, while they gave up those areas, they never really they never felt like they were in danger. They didn't, aside from really early in that game when I believe it was. Uh, Zico Lewis who rang a shot off the post. Um, you know, they never they they allowed the team to run around the midfield, but they kind of knew that nothing was going to come of it. They they met. Uh, it was the thirteenth game of the season for for Red Bull at that point. There are uh, way too many games in this season. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that was all the way back on June eleventh. I disagree. I thought they were still creating a number of chances, and they looked they looked pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure. I I definitely understand what you're talking about, but. I think even if you want to say that Louisville uh, just was conceding possession and looking to counter, I mean, your team at home playing a, a struggling Red Bull team that you already have dominated, that this is definitely a step up in terms of their performance with arguably, you know, a, if you want to call this an A squad, it would be like an A minus squad. Uh, there were a number of It was a B team. squad. Okay. It, yeah, it was definitely a B squad. Yeah. I mean, you know, the other thing was um, Bonomo being up top by himself. We talked last week how mm-hmm. that was not the wisest of ideas, and yet he had a goal, but I still think it isn't the wisest of ideas for him to be just that lone target man up top. Um, he's, he'd be much better off if he was sitting either right next to or right behind a junior Flemings, and we didn't really see that in this game. Well, I think the idea with them, uh, yes, he was up top by himself, but I think Lewis and Flemings really were were sort of more strike partners than they were midfielders uh, with the way that the, the midfield was set up. Um, but, but you know, yeah, I, I do agree that he needs more support up top. Um, but, you know, he, he was able to get a, a, a pretty decent goal. I thought 
overall, his play, uh, you know, it was indicative of someone who's had a lot of time off. Uh, but it's it's promising in that he looks motivated and he looks like he's ready to kind of take the reins um, in the attack because, I mean, Martinez has not uh, grasped those reins. Uh, there's no other strikers, really. Uh, so it's he, he doesn't have to work as hard as he, he has been, um, but I thought he did look good. Yes, he didn't uh, get in a lot of chances in this game, um, but then arguably he was able to actually finish the one that he did, which is something we've always praised about Brandon Allen. So I, I think that that should also uh, apply to Bonomo. I thought he had a pretty good This is like going back to 2015 when the team had no strikers at all. <laughs> and we were talking about like really being really excited about Stefano Bonomo coming in and giving them their strike option when every week it was like Chris Sanis or Manolo Sanchez or whoever they were putting in there. Right, right. That's your boy right there, Manolo Sanchez. You do love yeah. Manolo. Yeah. Manolo. Manolo. Um, For life. All right. That's the good stuff that we can talk about from this game. The bad stuff uh, mostly revolved around uh, Loro. Uh, Loro had a shockingly bad game i think he came up with a couple like the, you know there was those like uh loro makes a great save kind of moments uh, but a lot of those were just kind of very quick reactions to shots pretty much at his body um he's continually in bad places uh on set pieces that's been something that's been plaguing him this year uh getting caught in two minds sort of hesitating uh when he's coming out or just making you know bad choices on when to come out. Uh, it's something that seems to be plaguing him. And you know, you were talking about 2015. That's something that I think Santiago Castaño uh, really struggled with. And you know, here we are again. And it, it kind of makes me wonder about why, um, as the Red Bulls were fulfilling their roster rules, that Loro was signed. I guess because he's a homegrown player, um, it was better for the for the cap. Uh, but you know, Rafa Diaz is, I think, a far more MLS-ready keeper. Even though you know, there's two other very good keepers on the Red Bulls one roster that would keep him from really ever seeing the field. Yes, <laughs> everything you just said. I mean, I think hey, Loro, man. You know, I, I I like the guy. Every time we talk to him, I feel like he says the right things. But man, does he not do the right things on the field? And it, I. I He's got good reflexes, but I think his soccer mind is lagging at the moment. I think he leaves. If it's not um, his distribution of the ball, it's where he's standing, getting his feet crossed up, or um, his uh, propensity to give up rebounds. It's just every time the ball comes his way, you're kind of almost holding your breath to see what's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Now, uh, maybe that's just a product of his age. 21 uh, is not really <laughs> the ideal age for a goalkeeper. When you're talking about uh, the best keepers in the world, they are usually skewing much uh, older than that. The goalkeepers sort of ripen uh, much later than field players. We're uh, not asking him to be the best keeper in the world. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's clear that he lacks a great deal of experience and maybe some of those things can be worked out, but it is sort of a warning sign uh, of, you know, what maybe people should be keeping an eye on in terms of um, where he's going. With all that said, he seems to be doing okay tonight in the, you know, in the home run game. Um, but uh, I don't know what you could really, 
uh, you can't take, take anything from an that. Right. Game. right, exactly. Uh, the, the, the other thing is, um, after all this time, he still seems to not be communicating well with the back line. Yeah, that's, which is, that's a big problem for a keeper. Alarming, because at the very least, those are the guys that you... Maybe you don't have the um, the instinctive skill for certain things, but at the very least, you can have the communication with your backline to do or to fit certain things in to help your life a little bit. Yeah, and it it, it seems like he still doesn't have that that down at all. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, okay, the question is, do you think that's something that he can grow into? Sure. I mean, that's what the team is for. I don't think that one year is enough to say that he's a lost cause. Right. Right. That, right. That's, the, that's the whole point of this of the of this team. But at the same time, you know, uh, there, there's another guy out there who probably should be seeing more minutes at the very least. They should tell him, "Hey, watch how this guy does it and learn, because next year you're going to get more chances." Right. But he's getting a tremendous amount of chances and failing right now. And and the the problem is 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 this failure helping him or is it making, you know, or is it making him worse? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a personality thing. Some guys you throw them out there, they, they get their head stuck in the mud and, you know, get their face pushed in and they come back better. Other guys don't, other guys kind of take that and, you know, turn around and they're done. So it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say with Laurel how that's going to be because he's never kind of had that happen to him. But it, it's right now it's it's not looking good yeah i would agree with that um i think <laughs> maybe uh, the best way to say that uh, i <laughs> what i'm sorry because i it made me Make think yourself of something. laugh over there it's true um, what, what just happened <laughs> you hit with the joker's laughing gas over there <laughs> uh no 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 um uh, I gotta think of the guy's name. I'm gonna kind of talk circles around myself while uh, you can talk about Bruna Condol. Yeah, <laughs> talk about Bruna. Uh, Santi, I think when you watched him play and the kind of mistakes that he was making um, were, you know, far riskier uh, issues. Like he would come off his line thinking he was Manuel Neuer um, <laughs> and get beaten to the ball and just, you know, never looked with it at all. Uh, yeah, he he had an inflated ego, which is, not, and, and you could tell that when he when he played, which is not the issue yeah. with with Laura. I think it's just no, no. You know, I I think uh, when you watch goalkeepers, watch their feet as they're getting set. A, a lot of times, he seems to me like he gets caught flat footed, which is you know a big issue for a keeper. You got to be up on the balls of the feet and ready uh, to go laterally. Uh, and he he seems to get caught flat-footed a lot. Um, but what I was going to say is you talked about two types of players, uh, the players who can get you know the, their face stuck in the mud and come back stronger and the players who don't. So the, in essence, you've got uh, either the Superman villain Doomsday, right? Because his entire existence was being uh, killed over and over again and getting stronger each time. Uh, or Larry Gopnik from uh, A Serious Man <laughs> by, by the Color Jeez, that's, that's where you went with this? <laughs> Who would just be beaten down relentlessly until the end. <laughs> that's where you go with this. You yeah, go I, to I bought myself Doomsday. a lot of time with that. Yeah. <laughs> you go to Doomsday or you go to the guy from yeah. A Serious Man. Jeez. I thought as a film fan that you would appreciate that. How I do appreciate it. I don't know if our audience, or I don't know how many of us watched that movie. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay. Uh, let's talk Let, about... Give me a heads up on the burn after reading uh, <laughs> memo you're going to send. Oh, uh, before I, I even say that, and I don't want to get too off topic, but have you seen the trailer for Suburbicon? I have. That looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk about Man of the Match. Who do you have? Bill. For me, it's Stefano Bonomo, just because it's his first goal of the season, and he did play pretty pretty well. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. And like I said, you know, limited chances and still scores, so that that's a good sign from a striker. Anthony. I'm going to say the same thing. Stefano Bonomo, I feel like he... Uh, he felt good coming out and getting a goal is always good, especially in your first start since uh, the injury, and especially in front of that crowd, which we didn't talk much about, but 10K there at uh, Louisville Slugger Field. This team loves playing in front of people, so come on out and watch them. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I, they generally perform there, and I thought that they did a very good job today. Uh, I also agree Stefano Bonomo, but now I'm going to, dig a little bit deeper to try to come up with someone else so that uh, we don't all have the same answer. Uh, you know, you call me the pessimist here all the not, time. You're the one. You're <laughs> the one who is constantly changing his mind and coming up with dark things Always wishing to say. bad luck on the team. That's not true. Yeah. I don't wish bad things on the I'm team. the troll I just, here. I, Jeez. For, I foresee yeah. bad things. Uh, oh, you foresee them. <laughs> you don't right. wish them. That's oh. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> We got got a genuine uh, watcher over here for our Marvel reference. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I will gladly be Stanley if uh, that's what you want to imply. No? All right. I was thinking more of like palm readings, but uh, all right. (laughs) Um, All right, just to be a little bit different, I'll give it to Junior. Uh, I thought Junior had uh, a pretty strong game in terms of of making sure that he was tidy with the ball. He created a couple chances. Uh, he looked good. I really would give it to Stefano, but, you know, like I said, I wanted to be a little different. Okay. But let's also be very clear because there's a lot of positives we've been talking about here. Mm-hmm. This loss puts in jeopardy their ability to make the playoffs. That's true about every single one of these games coming up, too. They yeah. have such a hard slate uh, and a hard road to go to, to make the playoffs. They're, they are in a very bad spot. But, okay, let's talk about who was the GOAT. Who was the GOAT this past game? I think we're all going to match up again. Bill. All right, since I'm going to go first, I don't have to change my answer. Uh, Evan Laurel. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> Anthony. Leo Stoles. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, I agree with Bill, Evan Loro. It was a, a, a tough day for him. And he, he still had a couple of those big saves, you know, but just overall not not, not great. Okay. But in all honesty, what did Leo Stoles do in this game? That's true. He he didn't even hit the penalty. He Nothing. didn't hit the penalty. <sighs> okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to preview the game against the Rochester Rhinos. So stick around. And we're back for our final segment. We're going to be previewing the game against the Rochester Rhinos. The hated, heated rivalry 
for the New York Red Bulls too. Uh, New York Red Bulls have never in regular season play defeated the Rochester Rhinos. Uh, there's some legacy uh, within this matchup because uh, John Walneck was with the Rhinos at one point. Uh, and uh, obviously there was the the penalty shootout win for the Red Bulls last year over the Rhinos in that crazy 3-3 extra time game. Um, this year, Rhinos are, are playing pretty well. I mean, they're not... I don't think they're they're, you know rolling teams at all uh, but they're doing what they've always done which is they've they've got a stout defense um, they're able to put in a goal or two per game and they're, they're just rolling currently they're in fifth place with 32 points um, they are 3-0-2 in their last five and i believe undefeated for let's see one two three four five in their last six um Bob Lilly's teams, they're always prepared to play. Uh, they always uh, kind of push your buttons a little bit with physicality. Uh, Wall Fall, I don't know if you saw this, uh, hit two penalties against Cincinnati in their last game. Our favorite Wall Fall, he was fouled in the box. Uh, I didn't get to hear on the broadcast his patented scream, but <laughs> I'm sure it was there. Uh, but the, the Rhinos overall, have they've always troubled this team. Uh, they've been very good on the road. They're very capable of taking at least a point anywhere they go. Uh, what is going to be different about this game that the Red Bulls could maybe sneak three? Cool. Uh, I mean, they can rely on the fact that Rochester is not the defensive team that they were last year or definitely two years ago. So that they've got that going for them. Um Look, Red Bull needs to score goals. They're their own. They're their own worst enemy right now. They they can't put the ball in the back of the net. If they can do that, they can figure out a way how to get goals. Um, defensively, they've been pretty strong, you know. But they the offense has, has been what killed them. So they got to make that happen in this game. And Rochester, Rochester is going to give them chances. I don't know if I agree with the idea that they're not as good defensively this year. They had that one blowout loss. Uh, but since then, they haven't really given up more than a goal per game against anyone. Um, may, oh, Cincinnati got two for them, uh, two against them, and I think maybe Charlotte did as well. Uh, but other than that, they've they've kept things pretty locked down. Um, yeah, all right, maybe they're not getting shutouts every week in that, like they did in the undefeated 2015 season. Um, but they're still a pretty good defense defensive side. Um, their offense. It's hard to get such a good read on them. There's not one player in particular that I think has been like overwhelmingly dangerous for them. Uh, <laughs> you know, Wallfall is is currently their their leading goal scorer, so that should tell you pretty much everything. I don't think I'm going to get you a Wallfall jersey. <laughs> and I, he's only leading right now because he had two penalties that he scored this past week. Uh, but it, it, it's just not anything that. You know, maybe there's not like a focal point in this team the way that this team that the Red Bulls had had Brandon Allen uh, be the guy for them that was always you know getting on the score sheet and troubling teams that that teams had to kind of clue in on. Uh, so this is really just, and it's very indicative of Bob Lilly's sides, a, a very well organized team 
they're very disciplined in terms of, of not taking chances or, or sort of forcing the issue if they don't have to. Uh, and they're, they're clinical in front of the net. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's all you can say about this team. I mean, there's, there's not a tremendous amount you can say about them other than that. I mean, they're Rochester. It's yep. kind of, they, they are where they are. Bob, it's, it's a Bob Lilly team. So, you know, they're going to come prepared. You know, he's going to motivate them. If they're not prepared, he's going to yell like a, uh, um, like a college football coach or a high school football coach <laughs> at them from the sideline in his shorts. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, I love, I love Bob. Bob Lilly's what every U.S. coach should be. Like he's, he's, he's like an NFL coach. Just yelling at his players on the sidelines. It's amazing. Um, but he always has these guys prepared. So that's that's something I feel at times this Red Bull team has not been ready for. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's funny because the last time that we previewed of Rhino's game uh, on our show, it was right after they had been beaten 5 nothing. They looked horrible to start the season. Um, I don't think we piled on them. Uh, we had Brendan Darty, uh, who had been covering the team on. Everything was Brendan Darty. I hope so. Hope I didn't get his name wrong. I'm pretty good at, at, at uh, screwing that up, right? Oh, it is Brendan Darty. Woohoo! Um, you know, and we were talking about how this year's different. They lost so many players, but you know, they are exactly where they were last year, and you know, for the last couple of years, they're just an annoying team. Let's get a let's get a prediction in terms of of what we're going to see from the Red Bulls this weekend. I'm gonna start with Anthony I'm thinking, this time. I'm thinking two-one loss to Rochester. Two-one. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that wow. you think that the Red Bulls will get a goal. Yeah, you kind of sound like Joe Goldstein. That prediction. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna be me, you got to go at the end and say, "Well, I hate to break it to everyone, but." And I was right this past week. God damn it! I, think I said two-one loss. <laughs> I think you did. I think you did. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a tie, two-two. Okay. That that would be a, a really nice result. Uh, it would be. The Red Bulls won play the next day. I'm not sure if those new guys are going to be on the roster or not. And that'll, you know, I guess affect who's on this team. Although Nadam played this past weekend because uh, Escobar is indeed with the first team. Um, so if Kaita is there, I imagine that we're going to see Etienne uh, playing with this team. But, you know, who knows? Um uh, if if they've got a a full squad and all the guys who were missing this past week were there, then I could see them kind of pushing this game. And I, I'm going to be the optimistic one this week. I'm going to say this is a one nothing win for the Red Bulls too. It's going to be the wow. first the first one. I think Anthony's falling asleep over there. Red Bulls two history over Rochester. That's this weekend. One nothing. Wow. No, Anthony? No rebuttal? Not Just saying a anything. Sigh? Just a big sigh? <laughs> Just a big sigh. What are you, Eeyore? No, you're the Eeyore of this group. <laughs> oh, bother. Everybody knows it. He's just sad there's not going to be $1 hot dogs this weekend. Everybody knows that the USL is not that great. That does sound like me. You did a great impression. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, of course, will will definitely be at this game. There's no way he's going to miss it. He's Wait, which game? 
The, the game in Montclair <laughs> on Saturday. You're definitely going to yeah, win, he said. come on. I never said that. <laughs> oh, boy. You're, Anthony, yesterday we talked. You told me. No, we did I, not talk at all wait yesterday. A minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We talked yesterday. You told me about the rash, and uh, we went over the whole cream situation. And then you said for sure that you would be at the game on Saturday. Are you telling me? Well, that? the rash isn't doing all that much better, so. <laughs> all right, so maybe that's a fair excuse to not be at the game on Saturday. It's very painful to sit down. I won't ask any questions. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, before dirty, we- dirty pools in, uh, in New York City. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, boy. Before we go. So you'd rather stay home swimming on Saturday than come to this New York Red Bulls 2 game? <laughs> Before we go, I, I you know, we talked about this on the break, but I think that I'm going to – I'm saying this on the show so that I really do motivate myself to go and do this. I'm going to track down Leo Stoltz, and we're going to get him on this show. You better. Uh, I am going to do this. <laughs> I don't know how yet, uh, but look out, world. It's happening. I'm going to find you, Leo. It sounds very threatening. It's not threatening. We just want to talk to you. Um, and We're creepy. Do you want to talk at all about Anatolia Bong? There's some, some rumors floating around that that maybe he's on his way to another club. Uh, maybe yeah, alone. Where, maybe something permanent. Where'd he go? Uh, that's a very good question. There's no concrete answer on that right now. Uh, some people on the, the Facebook discussion group uh, posted a picture from his Instagram. And uh, that's about all we have to go on right now. Do we think that he's going to land with another team? Or is he going to be another one of those guys who just kind of washes out now after not really finding a home for so long? He eventually just goes on and does something else with his life. We're going to run into him like at a doctor's office or, you know, something like that. (laughs) Like the Johnny X kind of thing, right? You just run into the street. Yeah. I think that might be. I think that is something that could definitely happen. Um, another guy who is in a similar predicament right now. Again, we don't have to spend too much time on this because it, it really isn't within the confines of our show. Uh, but did you hear about the the mess with Freddie Adu? Yeah, what did they call him again? An old vacuum. They call him a, <laughs> oh, I heard about it. that. Holy moly! <laughs> wow. I feel bad for him, man. I I have for years. I, like, there was way too much pressure put on him at a very young age. He got by on uh, his talent with ever having, without ever having to really be a student of the game. Um, they Everybody pretty much made him feel like he was a final product. And, I mean, he has just fallen so far. It, it It's sad. I, it is definitely sad. I would love to see a 30 for 30 about Freddie Adu. I'm not sure why there isn't one already. I mean, I would tune in for about 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Oh, Anthony. I'm gonna s- I mean, that, I'm it's gonna about as much time as Freddie Adu deserves. Wow. That's, That's fine. Yeah. Wow. Shade. That is some heavy shade. I'm, Lots of I'm shade. I'm not sure why. But, all right. Uh, yeah, I can't find the Instagram post now, so... I found it. Oh, you did? He's playing for Football Club Astra, if I'm even saying that right, in Romania. Football I think. Club Astra. Let's find out all we can about Football Club Astra. That's spelled F-O-T-B-A-L over there. 
Um, they have been in existence for 96 years. They were founded in 1921. They finished in sixth place in Liga One uh, <laughs> last season. Um, there is no article for their current season. Let's see, recent history. Head coach. He was replaced by Eduardo Iordanescu. Another uh, well-versed Romanian manager who uh, managed Bucharest at one point and CSK Sofia. Uh, so he's he's with someone that is an experienced coach and still fairly young for the amount of teams that he's managed. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll see <laughs> if he if he makes an impact there. I kind of am pulling for him. I'm not sure why I would root against him at this point. Just kind of feel bad for for players like this. That I was always a fan of him. I thought he was a good, good striker. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so they run kind of like a Liga MX. How they've got uh, their regular season table, and then they have this like very bizarre championship round. And so they finish sixth in that championship round, but they will be in Europa League Europa League second qualifying round. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Which, oh, okay. oh, wait, that may have happened already. Hold on. Let's find out. That's crazy talk. Astra. They, and then people wonder why they're so confused by uh, by soccer rules. It looks like Astra <laughs> moved on. Yeah, they're playing FC Ola Cassandria. Oh, they did already. 2-0-0 draw. And they're playing them again on August 3rd. Uh, so, yeah. Enlightening. <laughs> He could end up in Europa League somehow. That's <laughs> so weird. And lastly, hopefully uh, we'll hear something about um, this discussion that's happening in the USL League, meaning about the MLS2 teams. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that we will finally get a definitive answer on what the league is going to look like moving forward with these two teams. All right. Uh, I think that's everything. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Joe Goldstein. I am at Attitude AJM. And I'm at Bill TNJ. And if you want to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast. And of course, as I said, that's all on Twitter. You can also uh, come to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Raising Bulls. You can go to our website, RaisingBulls.com. You can email us questions to questions at RaisingBulls.com. Uh, we are still very green on that. We have yet to receive an email at that address. We're still we still occasionally get emails to our old address, but not to the new one from our website. So you know who you are, uh, continued emailer. Please send the hate mail about Anthony. <laughs> yes, Please send it. If you send us hate mail and it's really good, I will definitely read it on the show. I feel like <laughs> anonymously i'm going to start sending some things and just get the ball rolling there to maybe you should some people yeah yes um yeah i got all through that you could f- listen to us on itunes or stitcher or google play or pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts we are from geff jolstein geff jolstein <laughs> oh that's the, the email from <laughs> yes absolutely i can go with uh uh, the old uh, porn name, so you could call me Howard Klein, middle name and, and street where you live, right? <laughs> okay, there we've gone. We've gone to the edge now. Yep, there you go. 
it's all she wrote. <laughs> anyway, uh, please, if you listen to us on any of those services, find us, rate us, review us, subscribe. It does help. Every bit helps. And we love coming uh, back every week and doing the show for you. At least I do. I don't know about Anthony. I think, you know, it's hard to tell from his eyes sometimes. Where he says, you can't see me. I can see you. I can see right into your soul right now. <laughs> well, I'm not wearing pants, so that doesn't that, that makes it a little whoa, awkward. And I'm the one that whoa. took it to the edge. Uh, At least your camera's not on this week, then. <laughs> I know Bill loves it. Bill, Bill is constantly <laughs> coming back, but Anthony, uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, get some popcorn. Anyway, as we limp to the finish, uh, as we are wont to do, uh, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you very well. We'll talk to you. I don't know. I, how do you? I don't know. <laughs> Peace out. For see myself, uh, Joe Goldstein, Anthony Merced, Bill Toomey, thank you very much, and have a good night. That clap is way too fast. Slow that down.